Let's start very simply for people who don't know what Bitcoin is and don't know a lot about it. I don't think you need to. The breaking news right now is that Bitcoin has surpassed $60,000. And currently, according to Google, according to the market, Bitcoin is sitting at $61,160. It would seem the next rally is upon us. I am not here to give you any financial advice. Do not take anything I say as financial advice. I don't know. What I can tell you is this. There are rally periods throughout Bitcoin's history, largely related to something called the halving. Some people call it the halving, the half. You know, it's when the rewards for miners, those who produce Bitcoin, gets cut in half. Bitcoin will become harder and harder and harder to produce over time. It's very, very interesting. Now, there are a lot of people who want to tell you they know what Bitcoin is. They know it better than you. And I'm not so sure any of that matters. What matters is this. El Salvador is a nation that has pegged itself to Bitcoin. Bitcoin is their currency. With this boost in the value of Bitcoin, El Salvador is rapidly becoming a very, very wealthy nation. And I'll tell you my thoughts on this. Um, if I took my paycheck and instead of putting it in the bank, <clears throat> put it into Bitcoin, man, that's so brutal. With Bidenomics and mass inflation, if I had taken my, if, if, if a person took a $500 paycheck and said, I need X amount for the week and I was going to put 300 into the bank and they put that 300 into Bitcoin, they'd have a lot of money right now. Again, it's not advice because Bitcoin prices do go down. I'm going to give you my prediction right away. It's a worthless prediction. Take it for what it's worth. I don't know. It's probably worth something, but it's not, probably not the most informed. I believe Bitcoin will likely hit 200,000 in the next coming weeks or month before dropping way back down to maybe around 80,000. And the reason why? This happens every time. And it's a function of Bitcoin. Bitcoin hit $100 and everyone started screaming and cheering. Then it fell down to 10 or $20. Then a few years later, it hits $1,000. Everyone's screaming and cheering. And then it falls back down to 100. Then it's 20,000. Falls back down to three. Then it hits 60,000, falls down to 18. I think what we're looking at right now with Bitcoin is 200K maybe, and then it drops down to 80. That means if I were to buy a ton of Bitcoin right now, you know, I'd see like a 20 to 30% return in the long run. Now, there's going to be a lot of people who try to take advantage of this and buy into Bitcoin, hoping to sell out at the top because these waves happen and a lot of people get rich. But it's kind of wild. It's kind of wild. Let me go through the news real quick, show you what's going on with Bitcoin, the happening, and then I'll explain to you where I am at with Bitcoin. And uh, let me just say, um, I probably shouldn't, but I think this is important. And I don't care as much about Bitcoin as most people, but I do care a bit. And uh, at, I, you know, it's kind of, kind of tough to say, but I think I should say it. You know, everybody knows I'm doing pretty well. Tim Cass is doing very, very well for itself. And this is why I think the issue of Bitcoin hasn't really resonated with me uh, as much as it would for anybody who made their money principally off Bitcoin. But uh, I think it's I'm a Bitcoin millionaire. I bought Bitcoin uh, large amounts 10 years ago. And where I am at right now is I'm sitting here with my jaw on the floor looking at the value of Bitcoin. I don't know what that means. I don't. Um, I don't know what you should do. I'm not going to tell you what to do. 
I'm just going to say, I'll, I'll tell you my story in a bit, but I think it's important to understand that context. And the money I've put in the bank has only lost value substantially. And the money I put into Bitcoin as my savings has surpassed, it, it, it's, it's in the it's, it's seven figures. I'll just leave it at that. I, 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 you know, they, they say never talk about how much you have and stuff like that. Oh, well, you know, I don't know. I don't want to tell you, but uh, that's where I'm at. Let me read for the news and then I'll explain uh, my position, how I got here. And I'll talk to you about, you know, general wealth and my perception on resources, money and financing, etc. Reuters reporting Bitcoin hit 60,000 as FOMO rally gathers pace. I don't believe it's FOMO, but whatever. I say it was up 6%, blah, blah, blah. But explain to me what your FOMO is. Quote, Bitcoin is being driven by the support of consistent inflows into the new spot ETFs and outlook for April's halving event and June's Fed interest rate cuts. Ben Later, global market strategist at retail investment platform eToro said, the value of all Bitcoin is in circulation has topped $2 trillion this month for the first time in two years, according to the crypto platform CoinGecko. Well, the price of the token itself has doubled in just four months. Yeah, four months ago, six months ago, Bitcoin was trading at like 18. That's that's wild. And you don't need to spend $18,000 to buy one because basically one Bitcoin breaks down to the eighth decimal point, meaning you can quite literally buy $5 worth. So if six months ago you had $10 and you just bought some crypto, you'd have $30. If you had $100, you'd have $300. If you had $1,000, you'd have $3,000. You actually have more than you'd have like $3,500. If Bitcoin really does hit $200K, holy crap. Your, your 10 bucks would turn into 100. Your 1,000 would turn into 10,000. Your 10,000 would turn into 100,000. And if you had a savings of, say, like 100 grand, you know, I know a lot of people don't have that, but I'm saying, like, if you're someone, you're maybe in your 40s or whatever, and that's what you're looking at, million bucks. It's pretty wild because the more you put in, the more impactful your return is. You put 100 bucks, you get 1,000 bucks back. That's amazing. You can do a lot of $1,000. You put 1,000 bucks and you get 10,000 back. Holy crap. Now you put 2,000 in your savings, you double your savings, you got 8,000 to do whatever with. Buy yourself a motorcycle. You put in all of your savings, and I'm not telling you to do this. I'm saying if a person did from 100 grand to a million, now you're in retirement territory. Now you're like, I could just stop working and live off the million bucks for the rest of my life. You better plan for that because a million is not, doesn't go as far these days. They say on Monday and Tuesday, around 110 million shares in the biggest three change hands. So these are the ETFs. Full disclosure, I purchased um, two ETFs and I am very, very happy with those as well. So they say uh, 110 million shares in the biggest three change hands. About 51% of the 215 million shares traded in the market's most valuable companies, Apple, Microsoft, and NVIDIA. Three weeks ago, the percentage was closer to 15. Essentially, we're seeing the ETF effect ahead of schedule. Inflows into them stopped up, stepped up quickly last week and have sustained and we think it's reflective of advisors getting out there very quickly to start selling the ETFs to clients. If $60,000 doesn't whet the appetite, consider that 70% of Bitcoin supply has remained unmoved for a year. And the little that's left is being hoovered up by the likes of BlackRock and Fidelity, just as rewards for miners are about to be slashed in half. The stars are aligning for Bitcoin. Crypto investor and software firm MicroStrategy earlier this week disclosed that it had recently bought about 3,000 Bitcoins for $155 million, while social media platform Reddit also said in a regulatory filing it had bought small amounts of Bitcoin and Ether. 
Ether is another cryptocurrency. It's another principle. Bitcoin and Ether are basically the top two. Um, I don't think anything else matters. And some people actually think Ether doesn't matter. I hold those two as well as some what we would call, <laughs> I don't want to swear, ish coins. I got a very little bit of that. I have like some doge for fun. They're going to say, meanwhile, the world's second biggest cryptocurrency, Ether, which underpins the Ethereum blockchain, which is massive. Okay, okay. Ethereum is huge because it is, is utility, is infrastructure. Bitcoin does a lot. Ethereum functions as like the foundation of a bunch of companies. It's more like a stock, so it's not the same thing, but it is skyrocketing. $3,353, having hit another two-year high earlier in the day. The price has risen 47% in February, the biggest gain since a 70% rally in July 2022. I remember back then, Bill Lottman of Minds.com was like, you got to buy Ethereum, dude. And I was like, really? And I'm like, is that advice? No, but privately, he was like, yeah. And I bought a bunch. Holy crap. That's all I can say. Look, let me, let me, let me, let me, we got this, this GIF here is funny. The sellers are gone. Government shuts down in two days. $300 billion in debt added in two weeks. Now 34.3 trillion. We'll be at 50 trillion in the blink of an eye. What is the price? What is the Bitcoin price telling us? There's something that uh, uh, Jeff Bezos, Zuckerberg, Senator Tuberville, these people have been dumping stocks. And the question is why? I wonder if it's because they're buying Bitcoin. Because those in the know, when they report a selling off of stock, we're not going to know if they're buying Bitcoin. It's not going to be as public. I believe for the senators and members of Congress, it may be because of financial disclosure forms, but I don't know if we would learn about that right away. Bitcoin Munger on Twitter says two main observations from Bitcoin order books. Sellers are moving sell liquidity to the $70,000 level, even they know the current sell wall won't hold for long. Many buyers are still sidelined, hoping to buy in for 30 to 40 Ks. They will be forced to bid higher. So take a look at this and um, I'll explain uh, to the best of my ability what this means. I could be wrong. And again, not advice. Seriously, man, who knows? Bitcoin could blow up overnight and be gone. I have no idea. All I can tell you is I'm happy and I'll tell you my story in a second. So here we are right now. What this image is showing is how much someone wants to buy for, how much someone wants to sell for. And what we're seeing is that many sellers are saying I, uh, they're listing their Bitcoin for sale around the 70K level. Many buyers are listing buy orders at the 30 to 40K level. The buyers are hoping that more people start buying out the higher cost Bitcoin and the price starts going down. So if 10 people say it's 50K for a Bitcoin and all those Bitcoin are bought up, what's the next price available? It's going to be higher and higher prices. Or I'm sorry, they're hoping more sellers dump. The more sellers there are, if they're all competing, they have to lower their prices to offload their Bitcoin. But if sellers are moving their prices higher, then even if all of the lower cost Bitcoin sell, or even like that, then it's going to have to be 70. Like this is the general function of like how the price increases. People are buying or selling. If nobody's buying, sellers will start lowering the price, hoping someone will buy. But if everyone's buying and they are, the price will move up because there's not like there's more. But it's it's really simple. Okay, more buyers and less sellers means the price goes up. It's basically that simple. Bitcoin Munger says sellers look weak by the day. Not seeing much lighting up on the sell side outside of the 95 to 100,000 range. Sidelined bidders at 45,000 and below have yet to capitulate. But when they do, it's going to be insanity. All exchanges continue to have an imbalance towards the bid side. ATHs are coming. Tick tock. 
I think uh, so. Bitcoin's currently massively trending at 159,000 posts. Several things to consider as we uh, get into the what's going on with Bitcoin. The halving is coming. This is when the rewards for people who mine Bitcoin, they use processors, GPUs to solve equations, and then they get a, a certain amount of Bitcoin. So I'm, I, I'm trying to oversimplify it here. This means that they have to spend X amount of dollars on electricity and infrastructure to generate X amount of Bitcoin or Y amount of Bitcoin. I can't use X twice, right? And so if it costs them $40,000 to produce one Bitcoin, they have to at least sell it for $40,000 and one cent. But that's way too low. And there's got to be some profit clearance to actually support and grow the infrastructure and build up these mining operations as they will need more and more machinery to expand. Thus, when the Bitcoin happening happens, miners, the people who, who produce Bitcoin, will be sitting on their payload and they will say, and this happens every time they say, we have worked hard for years to generate large quantities of Bitcoin. And now that it's costing us double to produce them, the existing supply that was produced at 20K can only be sold at 40K. That's the moment they are waiting for when they will have a large supply at a higher rate and then they will sell, generating a massive profit, which they can use to expand. This will result in a like when the halving happens, it's speculated. And this happens every time that no one will sell for less than the cost of a Bitcoin, because if that happens, the whole system implodes and it's probably not going to when BlackRock is buying it. When you've got major banks buying it, when countries are buying it, you have your built in buyers now. That means no one can sell a Bitcoin for less than the cost of what it takes to produce it. That means at the bare minimum, if it costs 40K to produce a Bitcoin, Bitcoin is 40K, period. Now, of course, people say it could go belly up. It could all be over. Sure, I guess. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert. You got to talk to Max Kaiser about that. But I can tell you a story. Oh, the stories I have about Bitcoin. I mentioned early on that I am the Bitcoin millionaire. Not massively or anything. I don't have billions of dollars or anything like that. And uh, Timcast is a more valuable company than, you know, my savings or whatever. But let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. You do what you want to do. I'm not giving you advice because I could lose everything. In fact, uh, I did lose a bit, uh, a good amount in, in some other areas on crypto. Let me tell you a story. Most of you know, because I've told it a million times. 2011, I was sitting at a hackerspace. It was called Crash Space in Los Angeles. I don't know if it still exists. It was in Culver City. Sitting on my laptop, I had $5,000 saved in my bank that I never touched. I had saved up. And once I got to that threshold, I was like, that money will never be touched. That is my I'm about to die money. That is my leg broke. I go to the hospital money. And so I'm sitting in the hackerspace with my buddy, my buddy, Jeff. Shout out, Jeff. Hope all is well. And I'm, I'm reading online in these forums and I find Bitcoin. <clears throat> I don't know how I found it. Probably on Twitter or something. 70 cents per coin. Yeah. And I said to my buddy, I looked over, I was like, what do you think about this? I was like, I got five grand. I could buy, I could just buy a bunch of this. I'm not going to spend the money anyway. And he was like, nah, it's, it's probably a scam. Some guys made digital currency. He's going to sell it to you, take all your money, and then you're going to have nothing. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. But I did set up a Bitcoin wallet. I did use the Bitcoin faucet at the time where it gave you like 0.05 Bitcoin every 15 minutes. It was fun. You just like clicked the button. And then I was like, woo, I got some Bitcoin, 0.05. Wow. Point, so $60,000 per coin right now, 60000 
So we're talking about 600. That's $300. Is it $300? Am I doing my math wrong? It's, uh, let's see. No, no, no. Is it 360,000? So uh, 1% is 600. No, no, no. Okay. And we're talking about a fraction of a Bitcoin. So it was much less than that. It's like 30 bucks, I guess. Point, it was, it was, zero, it was point zero 0.05, I think. Was it point zero 0.05? It's hard to remember. It might have been more than that, actually. But I don't think it was multiple Bitcoin. I think it was much less. But they weren't worth that much. You weren't getting that much out of it. So, yeah, I think we're looking at, you know, 660, 30 bucks. It was giving you 30 bucks. And you could just spam it. It was just giving you 30 bucks. That's crazy, right? So anyway, I ended up not buying it. I did end up getting a, a, a decent amount. I ended up with like five. And I was like, whatever. I was like five bucks. During Occupy and all these protests, people would be like, can I give you Bitcoin? I'd say, sure. I remember I had like 20 Bitcoin. And I ended up selling it when it hit like 20 bucks. I made $400. And I was like, holy crap, I got 400 bucks. I was so excited. I did have like 20 very er relatively early on when it was like, I think it was worth a dollar, not even a dollar. Because I didn't spend five grand on the Bitcoin, but I spent like 20 bucks. That computer was destroyed in a fire and that Bitcoin is gone forever. So, you know, 20 Bitcoin. That's like a million something, a million something dollars destroyed in a laptop. 13 years ago, and uh, it will never be recovered. I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. If I think it's probably pounded in a mulch. But, but anyway, I tell the story. And the important thing to understand is even if I bought $5,000 worth of Bitcoin at 70 cents, dude, I would have sold it five bucks. I would have sold it five bucks like, oh my, oh my God, I've got 30 grand. Like, what do I do? It's crazy. Five grand, that was the most money I had. It was my savings. And even if I held on to it and believed it would reach 20 bucks, there's no way I wouldn't have sold it. I would have sold it absolutely. And so I ended up selling it 400 because it was like, I, I, it was like, I don't know, it was like 20 bucks worth of Bitcoin. And now it's 400 because people had donated. I was like, dude. So Max Kaiser in like 2012 was like, Tim, I'm telling you, you got to hold your big here. Buy it, man. You buy as much as you can. You hold on to it. And I was like, no, I get it. I get it. You know, whatever. And then I remember hanging out with Luke Rutkowski in like 2012. And I was like, nah, I'm going to move some of this. I don't want to hold too much. And I sold him a good amount. I can't remember how much. It was a couple hundred bucks. And he was like, I'll take it. <laughs> so I wonder how much Luke has. Uh, but anyway, Bitcoin ends up hitting $100. It ends up hitting $1,000. It ends up hitting several thousand. It falls back down. And then sometime around like 2014, 15, I was thinking to myself, Bitcoin was at like 1300 at the time. I think it was like 1300 This might have been 2016, actually. And I was just like, man... I keep running into this situation every time where Bitcoin skyrockets in value. What am I doing with it? And so I thought to myself, that $5,000 that I could have spent on Bitcoin, guess what? I never spent it. That's right. It was sitting in my bank account to this day. Money, dollars are fungible, but I have never dropped below $5,000. So if I had just bought the Bitcoin and ignored it, I would never have noticed. I'd have completely forgotten. But instead, I decided to hold on to U.S. dollars, which has done nothing for me but lose value. And so that's why, you know, 10 or so years ago, it might have been 2016. I had a, hand, a handful of Bitcoin, but I was like, you know, I'm just going to buy a bunch. Like, whatever. I've got this money sitting in the bank. I'm not doing anything with. I'll just buy some. And so I did. And I bought a decent amount at around $1,000 to $1,300. 
Bitcoin's at $61,000 right now. Even when it was at 18 stable, I was like, wow, what a great investment. Now I'm sitting here looking at my account like, holy crap. That's just crazy. I don't even know what to think. Now, I'll let you in on, uh, you know, transparency. I don't know. People often say, like, don't talk about this stuff, but I'll tell you how I feel. While Bitcoin is skyrocketing in value and my holdings have surpassed seven figures, I've never touched it. So I've not pulled anything for those investments. So, you know, we keep track of it all tax wise, but I've not realized any of those gains or anything like that. While all that was happening, Timcast was rapidly expanding and revenue generation was increasing. And so Bitcoin didn't really matter to me because my business was taking off and my business is the principal source of my wealth. I think if I was, if back then I bought this Bitcoin and I decided just to live off my savings very frugally, today, man, I don't even know what I'd be doing, but I would be laughing like at the amount of money that I've, I've made from this. I don't think Bitcoin is the mechanism by which you buy it, hope to get rich and then sell it. Mm-mm, that's not what I do. I thought about if I took my paycheck and just bought Bitcoin with it and stored it in Bitcoin instead of a bank, when I withdrew it, my wealth would be increasing. When I put my dollars in the bank, my wealth decreases. How about that? It's fascinating. I opened a a high yield savings account last year and I'm really excited. I'm like, look, it's generating money for me. Better pay taxes on that. I'm like, why didn't I just put that money in Bitcoin? Would have had a way bigger return. And if I ever need to take that money out to use it, using Bitcoin like a bank account, I know all the Bitcoin diehards are like, that's not what it's for. You're doing it wrong. I I don't don't know or care, dude. I'm not going to pretend to know the intricacies or anything about what's going on. What I can tell you is I got retirement money. It's wild. I I don't know where Bitcoin goes. I think with El Salvador adopting it, you've got you've got buyers forever. And I think with the mechanism of it, if more countries begin to adopt this the way El Salvador did, I mean, you get to the point where five countries peg their currency or make Bitcoin their 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 official currency. Bitcoin will never leave and you create a, a store of wealth that will grow. And that's amazing. It's a really interesting system you want. You, yeah, it's fascinating. I wonder where this all goes. I really, really do. People like to say one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. I think the end result for Bitcoin is a million dollars. I think Bitcoin reaches a million bucks and stabilizes a million per coin. But I could be wrong because, you know, Bitcoin ends at 21 million coins, but it'll get harder and harder and harder to produce. I think it'll take 100 years to get there or something like that. Maybe by then technology has changed and we have something different. I think a million dollars a coin is, is reality. I do. Don't take anything I said as advice. Talk to a financial advisor because Max Kaiser knows better than I do. So, you know, talk to someone who actually knows much more about this. I'll leave it there. 60K. Next segment is coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then.